Today, the Florida Senate passes a bill to end Disney's self-governance. The Washington Post doubles down on their hit piece against libs of TikTok and lies about doxing her. That's cute. And will the Biden administration push for an appeal to bring masks back on planes? The people are clamoring for it. We've got all that and more coming up, and it all starts right now. Welcome to the News and White Matters. I am Sarah Gonzalez, today joined by, listen, it's been a long time. I don't know if you guys remember this guy on the show, <laughs> Elijah Schaefer, of course, host of Slightly Offensive. I don't, hi, it was, it's uh, nice to meet you. It was hi, Easter, Sarah. so I didn't want Jesus to be alone and rising from the dead. So I'm here. I am very pleased to be back. I've missed you guys, but most importantly, I've missed you. I know, I know. I thought we, we, you don't call, you don't write. So I know it's true. I'm just too busy being young, rich, handsome, and successful. It's just it's a very it's a very difficult thing. I you know that you have a problem with John Doyle and myself both because it's true. It's just you know it's a little bit of jealousy. It's true. It's true. Well, and then whenever I'm out with you guys, I'm like swatting the ladies away, trying to get them away from you guys. But so you rock fake difficult. eyelashes better than Doyle does. I'll Thank you. you that. I appreciate that. He, he he does okay with the contour and the lipstick, but yeah, I got to say on a night out, you definitely look better. Yeah, I feel like the bigger the better. Uh, <laughs> I, mean, I know a lot of viewers disagree with me, but you know what? I don't care. That's the beauty of it. Uh, we're also joined by uh, her maiden voyage on the show. We have Brett Cooper, who is the host of the comment section over at The Daily Wire. We are so happy that you're here. Thank you. I'm happy to be here. Yeah. Um, so let me, okay, I want to get to uh, this Florida thing because yesterday we talked on the program about how Ron DeSantis had basically said uh, there was a, a representative who pushed forward the bill and he's like, Yep, got to tell you, we're going to be looking at that. And here it is, the Florida Senate. This is, of course, Republican-led. The Florida Senate passed a bill today that eliminates this special taxing district that allows the Disney uh, Corporation to basically just self-govern on the land that they operate on. Uh, so this is the Reedy Creek Improvement District this is created in 1967, and they exempt Disney from a bunch of different regulations, taxes, fees, all of that. And look, DeSantis said, what, what did he say last month during a press conference? What I would say as a matter of first principle is I don't support special privileges in law just because a company is powerful and they've been able to wield a lot of power. I think what has happened is there's a lot of these special privileges that are not justifiable, but because Disney has held so much sway, they were able to sustain a lot of special treatment over the years. Uh, that, he ain't lying. So look, I think I, this still has yet to uh, be passed fully, but Florida Senate actually has passed it. And I, I'm loving this Florida, like, just... I don't care what the left thinks. We are going to go full steam ahead with all of our platforms, all of our ideas, push them through, jam them through, because damn it, I'm Ron DeSantis, and I have basically like become ruler of the free world uh, through COVID. Yeah, you know, besides... Uh, voting for Biden, if we saw Walt Disney in his grave, um, the most important thing is that we would find out is he would be freaking pissed off yeah. Yeah. at Mickey and Minnie for cheating on him with the people that he warned America about. Because yeah. in 1947, you know, he testified in front of Congress and warned them about the communist takeover of Hollywood. He mm -hmm. literally got before the House committee, went and said, I want to warn you here out that there is an infiltration of elites. They, these are banking cabal. These are people who hate our nation. They don't care about our constitution, our rights. And they're infiltrating through entertainment. 
Did anyone believe him? Mm. Clearly not, because his own company is run by these people. So like, while people will be pissed off today that they're finally taking control of Disney, you realize that if you're giving tax exemption and territorial control Disney, you are giving that control, and it sounds very uh, you know cliche, but not just to communists, but to global elite communists, people who want to change the world in a way that works against us. And that's what companies are doing. They're using our tax-exempt statuses. They're operating in different countries where they can skirt sanctions. They operate their banks in countries where they don't have any regulations. They come into our countries, use uh, illegal hiring practices, change the laws, lobby policies, and they rework our country from within against the will of the people. And the mask mandate's the exact same thing. When you saw everyone clapping on the planes when, they, when it was lifted midair, people want a certain way of life that the companies want to work against. So if we're gonna get that way of life back, we've gotta fight against the companies. Yeah, Brett. I mean, it stood out to me that, I mean, so many people last week when the Disney footage was leaked of their not-so-secret gay agenda, yeah. that kind of thing, there uh, were a lot of people that were saying, oh, they're just movies or they're just TV shows. But I think you hit on a really important point with when Walt Disney was testifying and talking about these companies infiltrating every part of American life, that's what Disney became. Mm -hmm. Back in like the early 2000s, mid-90s, it had switched from just being cartoons and sweet movies to Disney paraphernalia on every aspect of children's lives. Like Disney owns the brains of children and parents feed into it. They take them to Disney every single year. Every backpack has a Disney mm -hmm. princess on it. I mean, the power that this corporation has over families is astronomical. So then just to like flip it away and say, oh, it's just a movie or it's just a TV show. It's like, no. And the government has allowed them to have this kind of power over us. Yeah. The parents have too. Yeah, it is. It's quite an interesting business decision to say like, no, you know what? We're going to come out in full support of teachers being able to sexually indoctrinate their students, yeah. uh, even if the parents don't like it. I, ju I just don't, I can't wrap my brain around, look, you work with The Daily Wire, mm -hmm. you're no stranger to uh, having to deal with these woke people. Mm -hmm. I know Jeremy's Razors is a thing because yeah. there was some idiot with like seven Twitter followers mm -hmm. who went on and talked to Harry's Razors and was like, Michael Moles hurt my feelings because he thinks that women are women and men are men. And they mm -hmm. changed their entire thing. Thing, right? Yep. It's like, I don't understand. You guys are already the most expensive family vacation mm -hmm. place. Universal Studios is a thing, right? Yep. Like people can go there. So it just blows my mind that they would just go all in, all in mm -hmm. on no parents. I actually don't think that you should have a say. I think mm -hmm. that teachers should be able to do this. Why? Well, they're pandering to that, you know, 1% of our country that actually believes that, you know, we need to completely rework our entire system around an LGBTQ agenda. Yeah. They are bending a knee to that tiny percent, and then the rest of the country is going, oh my God, this is absolutely insane and wrong, mm -hmm. but they are going to bend a knee because then they get accolades, they get applause from you know other corporations, from the government, and that's what they care about. They don't actually care about their customers or their people or the middle America who's horrified by this. Yeah. They care about the other industries. They're going to write about them on you know corporate blogs and advertising you know publications saying, look how woke they are for this right. ad, for this thing that they did. Yeah, it's just I don't believe that that one percent is like visiting their theme parks frequently. <laughs> but it doesn't really matter. I was gonna say Jeremy was smart. I need some Jeremy's razors if I have to hear this about the story one more time. You know what I mean? Like, I just <laughs> straight to go back to my high school days. I listen. I we're I I pre-ordered a subscription for my husband. <laughs> I was like, call it, Jeremy. Do they come in wrist sizes? But <laughs> I, 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 I I sit around, and you have to ask yourself. 
do do people want this? I mean, I mean, and, and you have to be genuine, right? Because obviously, there's a portion of people who really do not like anybody who are gay. But most people know somebody who's gay, or they know somebody mm -hmm. who's who's living, a, you know, a different or alternative lifestyle than would be considered traditional conservative or Christian. And you meet most of these people, and they are just people who happen to be gay. They aren't mm -hmm. like gay people. And mm -hmm. There's a distinction, right? There's there's a distinction when your identity is in your mm -hmm. sexuality, and that's why even things like super straight are stupid to me because it's like. Dude, you just, you don't have to say you're straight. There's mm -hmm. a reason why we del delineate gay is because it's to say that you are somebody different than straight. You don't need to tell everyone, I'm straight, I'm straight, I'm straight. This whole idea of using your sexuality as your key identifier to the public is not even something that I that is genuinely real outside mm -hmm. of maybe TikTok algorithms yeah. or like uh, Instagram feeds. In the real world, the problems that we have with each other are, of course, based on like pride, jealousy, narcissism, like real issues, greed. And so when you, these people talk like, oh, the biggest problem in our theme park is we don't make enough gay movies. It's like, no, the biggest problem is your lines. Like yeah. anyone talked, I don't go to Disneyland because yeah. of the yeah. lines. Yeah. Yeah. I don't go to Disneyland because of the prices. Right. I'd, I'd have never thought about, you know, it's like uh, the sexuality of Mickey Mouse. I, I don't know about you, but I'm not into bestiality and I'm not really into that kind of stuff. <laughs> Furries. Apparently they, apparently <laughs> they are. But it's like, so there really is nobody asking for this. And the real question, the rudimentary foundation is, why? And that is because, just like you see with the Twitter situation with Jack Dorsey, how the board barely owns any of the stock, they own 2% of the stock, create the entire direction of the company for the other 98% of the shareholders, which then, which then uh, makes a distinction to the entire news narrative for the nation and the world. These people know the power they have. They see the world that they want. They are godless, they are satanic, and they are antithetical to all conservative values. They want to make us weak, confused, destroyed, and dilapidated, and degenerate. Because why? Degenerate people cannot unite with each other when you can't even calm the storm in your own soul. So when you're not at peace, when you're at war, when you're confused about the basicity of life, of your gender, of your sex, of who you love, and you see the trans arc of going from bisexual to gay, to asexual, to trans, to back, to straight, you go, if they can trap us in the hamster wheel of psychological mental confusion, a sexual mm -hmm. and spiritual degeneracy. They can do whatever they want mm -hmm. because we can never unite together to create the powerful enough group to stop them. And that's all it's about. They don't have to get all of us. They just have to get enough of us so we fight about these issues instead of looking at the real issues like why we're off the gold standard and mm -hmm. why we sold our banks to the banking elite and why we're in wars that we cannot win and these kinds of things that we should ask the questions. No, instead, people don't even realize that Australia is finally lifting its restrictions right. yep. because we're so busy talking about, I don't want you to cut my kid's penis off. <laughs> mm -hmm. Did you guys, that, that's a great point. Um, and to that point, did you guys hear Jen Psaki went on some horrific podcast, right? And she was crying. Yes, crying about, about, the, about the don't she ever been on a good one? I mean, no. And <laughs> <laughs> her, her regular job, she's not working for a, a, good, a good place either. But uh, she went on this podcast and mm -hmm. she, did you hear the clip? It was I haven't just, watched it yet, but I have it saved on my phone. It was actually right as oh, I was walking over here. Was I was so excited bad. to see it. She's like, oh, they, just, they, they just bully these kids and they're just trying to live and they have parents who love each other and I just find it really sad. Wait, this is and another I'm, dumb clip? I was thinking of a different one. Yes, she was yeah. on a podcast and she was talking was about the Don't Say Gay Bill and it, but it just blows my mind because they're going to continue. married to someone. And she has children herself. That's what I don't understand. I feel like anyone who has a child, I realize I'm the only one at the table who is old enough to do that. But um, you have old children. Old enough to do that? I'm 29 years old. I'm I allowed, was trying to give you a pass. I'm allowed Elijah, to procreate. Right? I, was, I, think, I think legally you are too, aren't you? <laughs> yes. I, yeah. Well, I just 
fine. Why the don't news you have and why babies I'm minors? yet? What do you why think don't you on? have babies yet, Elijah? Huh? Um, why don't I have babies? I yeah. don't know. Maybe because uh, I don't have a mom and my wife's mom is stuck in a draconian lockdown. You want to get personal? No, I'm just kidding. I made that so sad. Wait, a mom? <laughs> Why are you no, having not, sex with I mean, have the baby? We don't have any family around, so we're trying to get near family. And uh, it's not because I'm, I'm a, it's illegal. I just want to clarify, Sarah didn't realize, apparently to her, that you can uh, have children before 30. I mean, I did. I was just trying to give you a pass. But anyway, well, it's been nice having you on the program. It's been a while. It's going to be another while uh, until you come back. No, but um, it just, it blows my mind that they continue to double down on this, mm -hmm. like, teaching children that they should be another gender or that they should believe things that are not true mm -hmm. scientifically is a definitely a good thing that we should continue to double down on yep. even though parents have like vehemently said no we don't believe that's a good idea even the left yeah exactly one thing that stands out to me is that a lot of the narrative that they are pushing about this don't say gay bill a complete and blatant lie especially that it only targets lgbtq sexual identities talking about any right. sexual ideology right. anything like that because i have a problem with parents you know taking their i talked about this with chad this morning taking your toddler and saying oh what a hunk like the lady, it's a two-year-old boy. Yeah, yeah, like it's yeah. all of it. We live in a hyper-sexualized society. These kids are being put in front of screens with god-awful mm -hmm. content on it. Mm -hmm. They're being indoctrinated by every side of the political aisle. It's just like teach them math, yeah. make them read *To Kill a Mockingbird*, and leave them alone. Right. And that's and it's, so it's on both sides. So I have a lot of people that are like, you just you know, you hate gay people because of this. You don't want, no. It's the entire you know principle of do not talk to kids about those conversations. Yeah. It's like, leave that to the parents. It, well, and also parents get your kids off of the screens and yes. stop allowing them to babysit your children. This is, this is not good content that mm -hmm. you're giving them. Uh, you know, I was not allowed to watch any Disney growing up. Really? That was like, yeah. Wow, parents your parents didn't knew. phallic-shaped buildings and, <laughs> I, I, like, no, but I wasn't, even allowed, I wasn't even allowed to watch it's TV, true. so I, I was more worse than you. We weren't even allowed oh to have a TV. I didn't either. Yeah. We did not have a TV. We didn't watch, we didn't play video games. I watched yeah, we I Love Lucy and either. Andy Griffith Show. That was the only thing that I was allowed did to watch. Did you go away oh. when you were at friends' houses though? Did you sneak it? Cause like I remember oh, yeah, like, I, was so excited. I remember I got in so in trouble that I, mm -hmm. I remember I watched, I watched Hey Arnold and it was okay. TVY7 and mm -hmm. I was six. Oh. And so like, Elijah. you know, what a speaking, of, speaking of age limits, what apparently <laughs> I was, uh, I, I guess it's fair of you to question God. my children because I was breaking age, you know, gaps when I was a young kid. Of course the other way around, but I'm gonna tell you all you six year olds out there that watch the news and why it matters, God knows what you're doing when you watch TVY7. So um, I just want to make it clear for the record, I'm going to constantly give Elijah crap about not having children yet because mm -hmm. I was trying to give him a pass before. I was so actually great, just huh, making Sarah? an old joke. Sarah, I was making an old joke. They're so okay? great, huh? You never, they're always a blessing from God, right? You would never They have are a always a blessing from God. Correct. They're also always a pain in my ass. <laughs> <laughs> All right, we wanna, I gotta take a break. I wanna get to our sponsor, Tommy John. So look, uh, Tommy John, I heard a bunch about it uh, before I actually owned Tommy John. And I was like, yeah, right. There's no way that something, that it's just, it's just clothing. Like I'm wearing clothing right now. It can't be that comfortable. And then I got it and I was like, oh, I understand what everyone was talking about now when they said, you're not gonna understand it until you actually own Tommy John and put it on your body. They have the most comfortable loungewear. Look, they've got the men's underwear, and I'm sure, you know, Elijah can speak to, like, how comfortable underwear is on men, but I can't, because I'm not a man, because I'm a woman, and I can't pretend to be a man, because I'm actually a woman, but they do have... I'll tell you this. Tell me. I'll tell you this. 
If you've ever seen, uh, if you've ever seen like somebody, like a tractor that sort of has like a net and it's picking up dirt, and the dirt squishes perfectly inside of the container <laughs> and it like lifts it up uh -huh. and it's perfectly formed and the package is safe, mm -hmm. secure, and it's exactly where it needs to be to have the best experience possible. That's how I describe Tommy John in a daily experience in front of ladies. That's actually... That's, that was nice. <laughs> that was, <laughs> it was, I don't know elegant. if you came up with that on the fly, but that was really good. On the fly. It does, it does have a, a good fly. On the fly. Yeah. There, there you go. go. <laughs> I meant that. That was on purpose. Uh, they've got loungewear. They've got bralettes. They've got, they've got it all. They've got it for men and for women. Returns and exchanges are free. They've got a best pair you'll ever wear or it's free. Guaranteed, by the way, it's Tommy John's anniversary month. So if you're looking to try them for the first time or if you're a longtime fan, it doesn't matter. You're still going to get 25% off site-wide right now over at TommyJohn.com slash Y. That is TommyJohn.com slash Y. See site for details. The Washington Post has come out in defense of Taylor Lorenz uh, actually doxing libs of TikTok creator. This is, of course, a, an anonymous account that literally all they do is they go online, they pull actual videos that leftists have posted that they want to get exposure on, right? Like, you would think that they would say, thank you. Mm -hmm. You're doing me a favor by publishing my video for way more eyeballs to see than I would get on my own because I have, like, seven followers on TikTok. They don't say thank you, in fact. They actually get Taylor Lorenz to go and write a hit piece on the libs of TikTok creator, uh, the account owner, exposing them for, uh, I don't know, being anonymous. And again, I, I want to, anytime... You know what, anytime we talk about Taylor Lorenz, I think it's important that we just give good context on who Taylor Lorenz actually is, which is a just a horrible, awful person, but also just a fragile, weak individual. This is Taylor Lorenz just like three weeks ago, mm -hmm. maybe a month ago, on MSNBC, complaining about they were doing a story about one in three women under 35 uh, experienced targeted harassment online, which I'm not sure, again, why they chose Taylor Lorenz, because she's clearly not under 35, but for some reason they still chose yeah, her just to talk about I'm this. Sure she's 39. Yes. I don't know, because some people so, are saying 43. Well, the, she's somewhere between 39 and 43, which is the exact gap of denial when a <laughs> woman feels like she's uh, expiring and that she's alone in the world. And she, instead of uh, you know doing what would make a woman happy, decides to tear other women down. Yeah. They're more successful than her. Yeah, mm -hmm. well, I, right. And I, she can't stand the fact that an anonymous account would be more successful than she, technology reporter at the Washington <laughs> Post, Taylor Lorenz. So, But I want to play mm -hmm. Taylor Lorenz at her finest, uh, she was talking about this, all of this online targeted harassment of women and that she receives a lot of harassment and threats. And it's just, it's really sad. Um, so I'm not sure, Control, are we having an issue with that? Okay, so so let, let me get into, I'll play that in a second. So let's go to the Washington Post statement, which was in defense of Taylor Lorenz, not just doing this, but also completely lying. So mm -hmm. what happened? was that the original article that Taylor Lorenz wrote contained a link to this woman's real estate license. In the real estate license, it listed her address. So essentially, Taylor Lorenz was in fact doxing this individual. Uh, here is this, this little screenshot. It says her name. She had been working as a real estate salesperson in Brooklyn. If you click on that link, it took you to her real estate license where you could find her address. Well, they changed it. And they thought maybe no one would notice. And then they released a statement that says Taylor Lorenzo is an accomplished and diligent journalist whose reporting methods comport entirely with the Washington Post professional standards. <laughs> I believe that. 
Libs of TikTok creator in her management of the Libs of TikTok Twitter account and in media interviews has had significant impact on public discourse and her identity had become public knowledge on social media. We did not publish or link to any details about her personal life. All complete and total lies. Uh, again, I think we're waiting on that particular video. Oh, here it is. Okay, yes, because we always, anytime we talk about Taylor Lorenz, yep, I this. want to play her finest moment watch. You feel like any little piece of information that gets out on you will be used by the worst people on the internet to destroy your life. And it's so isolating. Oh, no, is it? And terrifying. Oh, it's it? horrifying. Oh. What is Ellen DeGeneres doing there? <laughs> <laughs> it's overwhelming. It's really hard. No, oh, they're both so fed up with her hard. BS. It's so hard. Uh, so Washington Post completely lying in their statement in defense of Taylor Lorenz. Will they? But like, uh, you know what? That was a Me Too moment. Was that, it? No. Yes. What that was, first of all, because Taylor Lorenz has all touched us in places that we never wanted to, <laughs> which is, of course, in the dark recesses of our heart. But but I but I also mean is like this was a total. Do you remember the Me Too movement? How there was so many of these like. Um, sloppy, like me, uh, like menstrual, like cycle, eating ice cream cries. Like mm. it wasn't like like wasn't actual sad. It's like, <gasps> and you're like and you're like, hey, you're gonna be okay. It's all made up in your head. Relax and just like calm down. She was having that moment, yeah. but she even worse. She faked that moment. Yeah. She took the actress in a movie trying to play the menstrual cycle ice cream scene and then botched it with a, a performance not even as good as Will Smith's slap on Chris Rock. But she, she comes out and I'm telling you, any woman who sounds like that, you know that she's guilty and projecting of the things that she's mm -hmm. responsible yes. for. Yeah. Women only do that to trap you. And I love women. Nobody loves women more than me. But I also understand. You and Trump. Yeah. But, I, but, I, but I do. I do. I do. But I met, I can tell you can tell when a man is being a douche and being fake, mm -hmm. and you can tell when a woman is too, and there's nobody watching this, male or female, that could not distinct, uh, make it a distinction that that was definitely fake crying. Well, both of the people in that video, you know, Ellen and then the, <laughs> <laughs> the fake Ellen, Ellen the Simone. Exactly, uh, yeah. I mean, the, the person who was interviewing her was like, oh, like you, you can see on her face, it's like, like oh, oh, okay, this is really unfortunate <laughs> and fake. She had no. a very jagged nose, too. And that, that woman, like, she was just sitting there like this, and I was, all I could notice was her nose, and I was just like, Ellen, what happened to your plastic surgery? But it was true. She was a weird-looking woman. Wasn't she, was that a man or a woman, by the way? Probably a man. Sitting, you didn't even sitting, know. Sitting next I don't to know. Taylor? I was trying to figure out from the nose because that looked like a man's nose. It was a man. But then it looked like a woman's brow. Mm -hmm. And then the hair looked like a lesbian, like a butch lesbian. Well, this is the news and why it matters right here. Well, I was just saying, I couldn't, uh, yeah, look. It's look. important. That's it is it. important internet. No, that, that's, that's, that's a man. No, that's a woman. That's a woman. I changed my mind. And there's a tie. Woman, it's a woman. Well, yeah, it's a woman. Oh. That's a classic well, butch, you know you can't but with a man nose. Well, all right. Yeah, but these are the hard-hitting, you know. <laughs> I was, I was so it's distracted. It's internet analysis. It's internet analysis. But I mean, you know that her, her story was so bad that, like, all I could think about was this person's nose? Mm -hmm. Like, it's like, I was so unconvinced I was distracted by a facial feature. You're just distracted by, by the nose. Brett, I... That's <laughs> why it matters. <laughs> well, look, like, I mean, if you were the Washington Post, though, would you not... It's like they've never had really serious repercussions no. for all of the lies and crap that they peddle every single day. So it's like, yeah, probably I would do that, too, because I'd be like, <laughs> what, someone's going to call me out on my stuff? What, we're yeah. going to get some sort of negative consequences? Sure, we'll say whatever the hell we want. Well, exactly. And Jeff Bezos is there to, you know, bail them out right. and protect them no matter what they say. Uh, but, I mean, it is, I think in the wording of that, if I'm not wrong, they were saying we didn't 
not that they didn't write her address or something like that. We didn't, whatever. And they're obviously trying to skirt around the fact that they hyperlinked it, so they didn't put it in the article. Right. But right. aesthetically, if you clicked the thing that was there, so they are, you know, you choosing their words very carefully, and all the utter, you know, nonsense about how fantastic Taylor is, and she's just the most upstanding journalist. Are you kidding? Have you read anything that she's ever, <laughs> ever written? I don't think she's reread her own stuff. Oh, probably not. <laughs> yeah, the, I don't think the Washington Post reads any of the things that they uh, actually publish. Well, uh, just as an update to the story, the Babylon Bee CEO, Seth Dillon, uh, has said that he has personally made a deal with the libs of TikTok creator. Taylor Lorenz went on and was like, I heard Babylon B uh, has re recently provided financial backing for libs of TikTok, but I didn't have enough confirmation. But now Seth Dillon has confirmed it. He said, no, actually, I'm doing a deal with her personally. And then he thanked Taylor for amplifying the voices uh, that she tries to suppress. Your promotion of t libs of TikTok today has been priceless is what he said. I mean, really, I'm like, yeah. I want someone to write a hit piece on me at the Washington Post. It's kind of funny. It's like Taylor's doing this whole thing to say, like, we need to protect LGBTQ people, mm -hmm. that kind of thing. This is like the largest account that's amplifying their voices. Yeah. Like, yeah, are you a hater? Yeah. Don't you want them <laughs> they, promoted? They, they, I, and I've had problems with WAPO, and they've had to retract stuff before. They do write hit pieces. They haven't been very uh, good. But I did come up with a new phrase last night, because there's a lot of these, like, pseudo-journalists, right? Mm -hmm. And I really toy with them. And as uh, somebody said at the company, you know, you know, just you love to just agitate the worst people on the internet. And I do. I love to ruin their days because I know it lives in their mind, and I it know does. that they're insecure, it's they're their fat, whole life. ugly, it's and their whole life. Yeah. And so it's like if you can just if you can degrade them from the inside, and even say like one day you won't be the insecure man you think you are, and things like that. It hurts their hearts, and I want to hurt evil people. And <laughs> one of the main things is is like the new thing that I'm using now is when someone is like absolutely the crappiest or like a worst person. Mm -hmm. They are now the Taylor Lorenz of anti-hate journalism. <laughs> and I write them like, dude, you're so good. You're the Taylor Lorenz of your field, which is essentially the mm -hmm. best the best compliment you could give someone who's a degenerate that. POS. I love that. I so love I caught that. myself on your show. I'm back. Good, yeah. <laughs> good job, Elijah. I'm proud. <laughs> I can censor. Uh, I can censor. All right. So we got to take another break. But first, we want to thank our next sponsor, Fast Growing Trees. So it is spring. Spring is upon us. Summer is coming up. This is the season for, you know, you got outdoor barbecues, pool parties, all that. That kind of stuff and you don't want your yard to look like a plant cemetery as it turns out you got to get your place looking like a resort easy with fast growing trees uh, fastgrowingtrees.com experts curate the thousands and I mean thousands of plants that they have that will thrive in your specific climate location and needs there's no waiting in lines you're not gonna like have to go you buy it in the store you put it in your car you don't want all that dirt and topsoil and all that crap in your car and then you have to vacuum it out don't do that, all right? Your plants will be shipped to you with fast-growing trees to your door in one to two days. They've got growing and care advice available 24-7. If you are like me and you are like, I literally am the worst at caring for plants. I actually had uh, the pastor at my parents' church over Easter. He had an Easter lily and he said, it was drooping. And he said, Sarah, do you want to you, you take this home and doctor it? And I said, no, I will kill it. Please don't give it to me. I kill all plants. I'm so bad at it, but Fast Growing Trees makes it so easy because it's it's packaged, ready to go. You dig the hole, you plop it in, and you can join uh, one million home gardeners who have already seen what FastGrowingTrees.com can do for them. Uh, look, do what I do. Go online. You're going to be completely overwhelmed with all of the uh, all of the choices that they have, but you will find something that is perfect 
for your yard, and they've got their 30-day alive and thrive guarantee, so you can trust everything will be healthy for years to come. You can go to fastgrowingtrees.com slash news. You'll get 15% off of your entire order. That is fastgrowingtrees.com slash news. The Biden administration said yesterday evening that it would appeal the order to lift the mask mandate on public transportation, but only if the CDC recommended it. This is, of course, after a day of mixed messaging from members of the administration. Joe Biden said that it was going to be left up to the individuals, which is cute. I think that's really cute that now, two years later, they're like, oh, actually, I think people should make their own choices on whether or not they cover their faces with a, basically a cloth diaper. Yeah, that's we could have used that like a really long time ago. So that's really cute. But uh, it was not just that. Jen Psaki, this is what gets me, guys. Jen Psaki, the White House press secretary, comes out and they try to psyop you into thinking that if you are against these things that they are pushing, that you are not in the majority of America. We saw all of these people on these planes cheering when the pilots came on midair and said, you don't have to wear your mask anymore. The flight attendants came by and said, throw away your masks. You can put them in the garbage because they are garbage. And we're supposed to believe that these, the, these people, they were just anomalies, right? Like they were just, I can't believe that you guys got the, like, the only flight that mm-hmm. was happy about taking off their masks because everyone else, actually, the majority of America loves wearing masks. This is what you are to believe if you listen to Jen Psaki responding to uh, all of these people celebrating taking masks off of planes. Watch. Or listen. I understand that the judge's ruling is something that, you know, independent judiciary has made. However, you saw a lot of Americans, you know, immediately pulling off their masks on airplanes, very happy about the change. Uh, is the administration concerned that the, the public is, is moving on, you know, without the CDC and uh, that the country is in a different place where the administration is in? Well, I've seen those videos. Anecdotes are not data, right? Mm. Um, and certainly that does tell a part of the story. Um, but we don't make these decisions based on politics or oh. based on the political whims on a plane or even in a poll. Mm. But I would note in polls um, they, in, in data, lengthier data, there are still a lot of people in this country who still want to have masks in place. Either they have immunocompromised relatives, they have kids under five, whatever it may be. Uh, so in the, even on the pure politics, I don't think there's a, a concrete story at this point. Yeah. Um, so a couple things. Number one, even just all the way back in March, uh, an Axios poll found that 64 percent of Americans favored ending all restrictions. This is at the federal, state and local levels. Uh, not just that, but she I think the the implication was that they just they're just paying attention to the science, Brett. Of course, obviously. It's just the science. They don't care about politics. No, they're they just want to do what's right according to science. Mm-hmm. Well, they don't care about the polls, obviously. Yeah, of course not. <laughs> Who cares right, about please. that? No. And the, but the CDC, which apparently is the god of science now, is inherently political and right. saying that it's right. not is Wild. I mean, they extended this mandate that has now been lifted and hopefully stays lifted. I think they extended it through the beginning of May. They mm-hmm. probably would have, you know, pushed it further because they, they have kept that doing power. That. Yeah. If you give a government agency power over individuals, if you give them the ability to, you know, utilize that jurisdiction, they will. They will not give it back. They're enjoying it. That means that the more that they can push their own needle, the more power they will have. I don't know what else they're trying to do with us, but they're not going to give it up. So they are inherently political, and touting them as some kind of like scientific body, it's a lie. Yeah, they're just they're completely non-biased 
CDC. <laughs> well, you saw. They're you, just here for you. Well, what's so crazy is the CDC has also been telling people not to be fat for a while, and I, clearly mm. we have been avoiding that one guideline. <laughs> um, and what's kind of crazy about this is that, you know they're doing directly to the judge from Florida, what they did to, what Taylor Lorenz is doing, lived with TikTok, they're writing cover pieces like, who really is this judge? Who's her family? What's really going on? They're trying to intimidate her publicly. Yeah. Luckily, she is a badass woman and she is doing her best to, to help the country despite what people might be doing. That's what happens when you serve the people. You have to sacrifice things. Libs of TikTok, not a public servant, just a anonymous profile, but a judge goes, you know what, it is worth saving people from, from being persecuted and being abused by a health agency that has no jurisdiction, that was not voted in, doesn't have any democratic authority in our country. And what's even crazier about this is, is that this is so widely popular that it shows you that the administration is hell-bent on doing what's unpopular intentionally to make our lives miserable. Mm -hmm. Nobody's asking for this to come back. And have you forgotten that we are a republic, that we represent people on what mm -hmm. we want and what right. we ask for? They don't care about what we want anymore. They think they know better than mm -hmm. us, right? There's this bioinformatic monitoring that they need to monitor us based on our health and look out for us that, we, that they know better than we do. And what I think is so crazy is, the only reason why they might, might not be challenging this officially in court in ways that they want to is because the own Democrat uh, uh, strategy group, I believe that's, that's um, giving advice to the, the Biden administration, said that it is most likely that the appeal would fail and then they would lose, people would lose full confidence mm -hmm. in the federal government. Dude, you need to fire that strategy group. Stare. We, we, we've already, yeah, yeah exactly. we've lost confidence yeah. in the federal government years ago, <laughs> and now you're just holding on, and I feel like this is like somebody who's been divorced for five years still wearing the wedding ring. It's like, look, we don't trust you, you don't trust us, don't keep the charade up, because at this point, like, we don't even know how you got there, and I don't mm -hmm. think Biden, that's the biggest scandal about the 2020 election, it's not what we say on YouTube about it, it's what Biden thinks, because if you ask Biden, hey, Biden, how'd you get into the White House? Do you think you'd have a solid answer? Does he even eat solid food? No. If he had no. his earpiece in, he might have a Does semi. He have an ear? <laughs> Maybe not. Well, he, he, needs, he just needs the Easter Bunny to continue just ushering him okay, away. His from comms. All the hard Did you see questions. that tweet where it was like mm -hmm. the Easter Bunny was sitting in the comms office? Yep. It was yep. clearly just a staffer. Yeah. But I wanted to jump on something that you said about, um, you know, the federal agency and all of that. Did you see that tweet from I think it was somebody who's running for office in New Hampshire or something like that? And it went viral because she was saying it was after uh, the judge had lifted the mandate. And she said, I, like, I can't believe that the courts are stripping power away from the federal government. Yes, state representative was like, like yep. this, is the, this is the first time oh that you've God. seen that a judge can remove the power from, from the executive branch or the government or whatever. Like, <laughs> yep. She didn't know what the balance of power mm -hmm. was. Oh. Or that she, she knows but does not school. care <laughs> and is so willing to just say, right. never mind, screw Did it. Did you see that? No. She was, oh, like, she was literally like, like, I declare to you this day, you're going to see how a, one judge can take away power from the federal from the federal executive branch. It was like. Yeah, that's kind of the whole point. Yeah. That's like being like, today <laughs> on this day, on this November day, you saw that the people can change their president. You know, like, <laughs> like, wow. I mean, I don't know about the last one, but, you know. Like, that's that's been the, the whole point of this whole experiment that is America. <laughs> they they the loved whole it time. the judges did it. This is the crazy thing. Yep. They were cheering. Like, if, if a judge blocked, you know, uh, Trump's immigration yeah. orders, yeah. Mm -hmm. if, a, if, a, if a judge halted or ordered some sort of, even just recently, like his taxes, a federal mm -hmm. judge in New York, that he should actually go through a review and an audit. They're like, wow, this is such a good balance of power. And then when you see the ba power mm -hmm. balance, they're like, well, it's not tipping in our favor. It's becoming imbalanced. Yeah. And you see what balance means to them. It's just everything tipped to their side. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And in, yeah, in order to live in this country, we have to be uncomfortable when things don't go our way. It's the way that you know a republic works, the right. way that this country was set up. Not everything is going to go our way. I would love it if it did. But people 
people are going to say things that are going to offend us that we think are wrong. Judges are going to rule in ways that, you know, I believe are immoral and correct. That's part of life, then we fight to change it. Yeah. You don't screech about the fact that, oh my God, I can't believe the system is set up this way. <laughs> it's like, grow up. Yeah. Deal with yeah. Also, freedom yeah. is messy. It is. Right? Like, power to the people. They're like, okay, cool. We'll give the people power to have their own masks. Power from the people. Yeah. Like, okay. <laughs> Take also, it away. It's also wild, too, that, that the left, like, they can't comprehend that a judge saying that you don't have to have a, that you can't have a mandate doesn't mean that they are, like, disallowing you from wearing it mm -hmm. with your own personal choice, right? Like, they don't under, they just, they're like, what is the big daddy government telling me to do? I will do it. Mm -hmm. They, they can't comprehend, like, having a personal choice to do something yeah, They themselves. need their narrative enforced yeah. in order to feel good about themselves. Yeah, yeah. they, they the can't moral. debate because they can't, because they, they, they're, like, I know this is an age-old thing, but what really happens, and this is where, where people need to realize, you know, sometimes it becomes almost like the older brother to the younger brother, mm -hmm. where, because they have the power, right, because of the actual, you know, institutional control, like, a younger brother might be right in their ideas, but the older brother's like, yeah, but I can still punch you. So it's like, <laughs> like, it, that's a little point. It's like, even the social media, anything, it's like, well, yeah, your ideas might be correct, but they're not going to be seen if we you know, mm -hmm. ban you, yeah. and it's like, oh, well, yeah, like, you might be correct about the Constitution, but if we can snack the courts, and if we can, you know, fund corrupt DAs, then it doesn't really matter what mm -hmm. the truth is, and yeah. we live in a system of gaslighting, where it's like, I don't know what to believe, who to believe, or what is even true, because it seems like people run professional careers on just lying to the public, mm -hmm. and that the lies, if you fight the lies, you're the one gaslighting. Yeah, right, so on so April Last Fool's word. Day, uh, everybody was saying, oh, I don't know what, like, stories to believe or not. And they were looking at, you know, WAPO and, uh, you know, New York Post and all of that. They're going, are these, like, are April Fool's jokes? I was like, we should be doing this every day, using actual critical <laughs> mm -hmm. thinking to go, yeah. maybe this isn't true. Yeah, yeah. Happy May Fools. I like that. Every day. Every day. Happy May Fools. Especially <laughs> when reading the, the uh, New York Times and Washington Post. Oh, of course. Uh, all right. So we, we got to take a break. But when we come back, let's let's talk about, Elijah, you mentioned Joe Biden. D does Is he even aware of what's going on? Is he eating solid foods? No, we know the answer is no, but a new report says that he wants to run for re-election and believes that he can beat Trump again. We'll get into that after the break. According to a new report, uh, Joe Biden informed former President Barack Obama that he plans to run for re-election in 2024. He is, of course, already the oldest sitting president in American history, and he wants to let everyone know that he wants to run, he thinks, Joe Biden, in his state that he's in. What are, you make of that what you will. I would say dementia. Uh, in the state that he is in, believes that he is the only person who could beat Donald Trump. This is, of course, um, like, what, he's 79, okay? But this is, of course, assuming that the election, which, as we know, was the safest and most secure election mm -hmm. of all time, 81 million votes, most popular president in American history. Obviously, that's not disputed. That is why they chose to fortify uh, the election, right? So yeah, I, was say, I can't say the same for his colon at this, at this age. It's probably a little leaky. Not like the election, though. <laughs> Poor guy. So his so his colon is not as secure as the last election. Correct. As correct. the 2020 it, election. It has, it has some spillage there. But I... I <laughs> depends. Now sponsor of News & Why It Matters. No, yeah. I, I mean, realistically speaking, um, when he says he's the only one who can beat 
them or him, we know what that means. And and if you actually even look at what Davos was said, being said in Davos and what was being said, you know, at the at the forum when Trump went there at World Economic Forum, saying like, look, we are going to be a nationalist country. We are not going to be a globalist nation. And they didn't like that. And so you had people coming on, you know, like Klaus Schwab and different individuals specifically saying that. You know, Trump is the greatest threat to the global alliance, and we need to get him out one way or another. And they said, they said confidently for three years, he won't be here next election. Now, they did say that for his first election, but of course, that's why it was an upset. I mean, they yeah. had the magazines printed, they had the hats made, they knew what was going on, and that's why Hillary Clinton was bitter, because she couldn't even win an election that was won for her, if you believe that. Mm-hmm. Um, but I will say, genuinely speaking, yeah, so it's like they're, the chance of Donald Trump winning again is literally fighting all of the gates of hell as one person. I think of like the Lord of the Rings scene, you know, it's like the, the, the return of the king when it's just like the armies are against you and the only, mm-hmm. the only hope you have is like the undead to come back. And, you know, fortunately, fortunately for Biden, the undead did come support him and uh, he's in office, but we need the undead on our side. So all you dead people... Well, this Brett. So yeah. there so so Brett there was a there was a poll. I think it came out in late March mm-hmm. and it was a Harvard Caps Harris poll and they actually only polled alive people to my knowledge. It was just Amazing. living people and the living people uh, decided in a hypothetical matchup between Trump and Biden that Trump would win by 6% was mm-hmm. what they determined. And that was just in late March. Yeah. Well, Things are not going better for Joe Biden no. at this point. No, oh, <laughs> not at all. It's spiraling out of control into a dumpster fire of a situation. <laughs> But if you look at them as two individuals, obviously Trump would come out on top. There is no comparison whatsoever. But you make an excellent point because it is not it's not Trump mm-hmm. against Biden, the you know, Easter bunny, wrangled, dementia ridden, <laughs> leaky colon president. <laughs> it is like Trump that. against a globalist agenda, against the Democrat machine that is propping up Biden as this sweet little old man with his cute little doctor wife and his perfect little no-crime-ridden family. Everything is great. He's just our favorite vice president with all the memes about him. They're propping him up like that, and it's honestly sad because the man is clearly mentally not there whatsoever, and they're using him as a ploy to push us into a globalist, you know, situation dumpster fire again yeah i well i just think it's it's like actually really nice for him that he has um i mean you know his son hunter is just such an upstanding individual Mm -hmm. he happens to be an expert at like so many things you know and occasionally commits sex crimes and you know possible human trafficking incidences drug trafficking because he's in rehab in malibu now we're all paying for it because we love no ukraine's paying for it oh that's true of course let's let's (laughs) think about that yeah Thank you, Ukraine. Mm-hmm. At the end of all of this, we got to thank Zelensky for just really helping Biden through this moment and his government for uh, for really facilitating the, the movement of, of uh, hidden and dark money that has fueled the hyper-elite class in the shadows of the American public. Mm-hmm. Really good stuff. On that note, man, I just want to say thank you to Zelensky as well, you know, <laughs> just in that for, for his photo shoots, his mm-hmm. Vogue photo shoots, and his walking around the streets without a bulletproof vest in the middle of war and those types of things. You know, everything's very real, nothing's fake, and I'm just happy to know that it all matters. Yeah. Cheers. News and why it matters, baby. Love it. Cheers. We gotta take cheers, a break. Cheers. We'll be back. <laughs> All right, Brett, uh, it's been wonderful having you in town, on set, in studio. Tell everyone where they can find you. Hey, you can find me at I'm Brett Cooper on Instagram and Twitter. And then my YouTube channel is The Comment Section with Brett Cooper. And you can subscribe there. New episodes every single day, five days a week. It's a good time.
That's awesome. And then you were just on with Elijah on Slightly Offensive as well. Yeah. We were. We had a lot of fun looking at the rise in black, black white supremacy. I can't even say it. Did, yeah. he, did he corrupt you? I was already corrupted. It was okay. Yeah. We see, you can see a side of Brett that is uh, I was going to say, you uncensored. seem so wholesome. What? You seem so wholesome. Well, yeah. She's the wholesome. She's the whole part. She has both I'm, the amazing, mm -hmm. the great, and of course, the little bit of the bad side. We all have that. That's fair. The little edge. A little well, edgy. Make sure that you are subscribed <laughs> to Brett. Make sure that you check out the episode of Slightly Offensive. And also, make sure that you are subscribed to the News and White Matters, wherever you get your audio podcasts. It will help more people be able to find the program. And you may see a review read live on air like the one today. Real from fast, I was going to say, by the way, thanks for uh, your code on your makeup line, by the way. We've been using it. Yeah, my wife has, and it was yeah. really great. I haven't seen you in a while. Yeah. And I just wanted to say the, the makeup that you do and that you make was fantastic. Thank I you. appreciate it. American, I'm wearing some of it today. AmericanBeautyBySarah.com. Brett looks beautiful in it. Everyone's saying it. I don't it. look it's beautiful the best. in it. I'll it's be completely best. honest. It's the best. Weird. The best makeup. Everyone's saying it. All the fine people are saying it. Uh, all right, we'll get to the review tomorrow. I'm sorry, Chet Torp. We will get to you tomorrow. Okay. In the meantime, make sure you are subscribed to Blaze TV. That is blazetv.com. Use promo code News for some savings. Stream and subscribe to more Blaze Media content at theblaze.com/podcasts.